0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored
1: Snapple near you. Happy Hump Day. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 107.1, streaming live at mytalk 1071com Everything Entertainment, I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. It's hump day. It's hump day. Pew, pew, pew. Our friend Rob is at the controls. Hello, Rob. Hey, ladies. Happy hump day to you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, listen, it, the, who knew? No, we did know. We did know that when Harry and Meghan sat down uh, for an interview with Oprah, that it would create fodder, the fodder we've been desperate for. <laughs> for months in our celebrity
2: gossip desert
1: oh my gosh i'm so i'm sorry i was just pouring water
2: (laughs) well we were talking about this interview between harry megan and oprah pretty much all last week when we had information available to us but i don't think colleen that we quite knew what was going to be said in that interview and there's been a lot. Yeah, and not only uh, has there been a lot, but we I don't think
1: we could have anticipated the ripples that would sort of kind of grow out of this into other areas of pop culture. For example, mm, let's talk about Piers Morgan.
2: Yeah, who knew that there would be such a delightful development as Piers Morgan like a petulant child storming off the set of Good Morning Britain mm. and then leaving the show. I'm going to take my toys and go. Thank you for that accurate reenactment, You're welcome. Colleen.
1: Just <laughs> minus the British accent. I didn't want to, you know, insult him too much. <laughs> uh, or did I? No, but, you know, it's interesting because we knew... So, so we sort of watched that all kind of occur in real time. We saw his uh, co-anchor pierce morgan's co-anchor call him on his stuff and basically say to him you know you've been a real pain to deal with and listen to as you've been talking about Meghan markle and he called him out on the fact that pierce morgan has an axe to grind with Meghan markle and he was letting that dictate on on the show how he was going to talk about this interview where a lot of sensitive things were discussed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Issues of race, issues of mental illness, um, issues of potential of self-harm, issues of suicide. There were a lot of things covered in this that are important conversations. And Piers Morgan, rather than uh, focusing on the conversation, focused on his own feelings, his own butthurt feelings about his relationship with Meghan Markle. Right. And then he marched off the stage and it was just but hours later that we learned that he didn't just march off the stage for that moment, he marched off the stage for good. Yeah. And ITV uh put out a very telling uh statement wherein they basically said, "Yeah, he's gone and that's all we're going to say about that." And that's all I have to say about that. Translation, good riddance. Goodbye, sir. Yeah. Bye now. Mm-hmm. But what is interesting is that that isn't the end of the story. Uh, nay, <laughs> it is but the beginning. Because we're also learning, um, we did learn yesterday that uh, that there were many formal complaints made. 4- 41,000 complaints, to be exact, made by late Tuesday afternoon to ITV for the words that came out of the mouth of Piers Morgan. But what we're also learning is that one of
2: those complaints was from Meghan Markle herself. Yep, yep, exactly. So we're learning that this morning. Uh, Omid Scobie, he's a source close to Meghan Markle. Uh, He tweeted out the following five years ago. uh, That er, Five years ago? I was like, wow, he's (laughs) also an oracle. (laughs) Cool. No, unfortunately, Omid Scobie's not an oracle. He's just a guy on Twitter. Uh, But he tweeted out that the Duchess of Sussex words, wrote a formal letter of complaint to ITV's chief executive. Omid Scobie is being told, you know, the calls coming from inside the Mm -hmm. house from Megan when it's coming from Omid Scobie because of their past relationship. Uh, I'm told that the letter was written by the Duchess for one reason only to raise and share concern over the serious impact that Morgan's comments could have on anyone struggling with their mental health or thinking about seeking help. Megan's complaint follows comments by a number of leading mental health organizations, including one in the UK called Mind Charity. And then Tuesday, Piers Morgan announced he's leaving Good Morning Britain. So, what, what, okay. So, I, I want to share one thing and then I want to go back and do the Colleen and
1: Bradley treatment to this, right? Like, who, who knew what, when, what are we being told through all of this? Mm-hmm. I think this is an important piece of the puzzle, though, that on Tuesday, uh, Pierce Morgan said on the air the following quote. When we talked about this yesterday, I said as an all-encompassing thing. I don't believe what Meghan Markle is saying generally in this interview. And I still have serious concern about the veracity of a lot of what she said. And then he went on to say, but let me just state on the record my position about mental illness and on suicide. These are clearly extremely serious things that should be taken extremely seriously. And if someone is feeling that way, they should get the treatment and help that they need every time. What is not being said there? is the dot, dot, dot that Piers Morgan would probably add in that, which is that he basically is saying he doesn't believe Meghan Markle. He's saying one should be believed, dot, 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 unless they are Meghan Markle.
2: Yeah, that's and totally the
1: subtext of it's that It's so statement. ridiculous that he can, in good conscience, he doesn't have a good conscience, say that it was anything but that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is operating from a place of pure narcissism because he doesn't like the way he felt that he was treated by Meghan Markle. You can't have it both ways. Pierce Morgan, you can't say, listen to people when they say they have struggled with mental illness and say, but I don't believe Meghan Markle. Yeah. You can't say that. No, you negated yourself and you're angry because
2: we called you on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your coworker called you out on it on the air and you, just didn't even want to address it now that brings up the point Colleen of putting the Colleen and Bradley treatment on this what was the timeline happening behind the scenes on Good Morning Britain now that we know that Meghan Markle filed a formal complaint with one of the executives at ITV had there been conversations happening that morning or on Monday afternoon about what Piers Morgan said what you just said Colleen Mm -hmm. were there behind the scenes back and forth like what was going on it seems to me that it's pretty clear
1: that there had to have been right because Mm -hmm. How else would he know that he needed to respond to those mental health claims? Right. Um, the problem is he didn't do it right. The problem is it wasn't genuine. The problem is uh, nobody counseled him on exactly what the actual problem was, or at least maybe I shouldn't say nobody counseled him on that. He he chose not to listen to any counseling he did receive on that, and uh, he went rogue in a stupid way. mm mm-hmm. And I, oh, okay. So I'm like, clearly, I'm really emotional about this because i have a, I have a vested interest in conversations around mental health. And my what I what I wish I could say to Piers Morgan that would fall on deaf ears is, dude, there's no valor, there's no valor in doubling down on your terrible hot take. Yeah. There is nothing noble about sticking to your guns when it comes to a conversation like this. What is noble? What is compassionate is stepping back, shutting your big mouth and listening. And hearing the experience of somebody else and not making it all about you. Thank you, Colleen. While we are on that Thank topic, you. Holly, I would like to I would like to also, recall a conversation we had on the air yesterday about Thomas Markle.
2: Yeah, so Thomas Markle was on that very show on Tuesday, yesterday, Good Morning Britain, where he was responding to the interview where Meghan Markle discussed her, I think it's safe to say, a strange relationship with her father, Thomas. And, you know, he was talking about how he wished, if he had known what Megan was going through at the time, he would have done something about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And the point that I made that I finally got to, once the microphones went <laughs> off, about what was uh, getting at me about that statement. Here's the quote. I want to get his quote correct. And what what Thomas said about his daughter, Megan. Had I known she had psychological problems, I would have been there for her. What Irks me about that statement is that he's putting the onus on Megan. Mm-hmm. The person who is experiencing mental health issues, who is going through many things, he's putting it on her to express those things specifically to him so that then he can act. So right. he's putting it on his daughter to share with that. He's not taking any personal responsibility in that statement. There is a thing.
1: Um, oh, geez. And I'm going to get it wrong. So therapists who listen to us, uh, if you want to just tell me what I'm getting wrong, I'm, I'm open. Um, I think it's called like the circle of comfort. I think I'm making this up as I go. Yeah. It's called uh, like a the, the, yeah, it's called like the circle of comfort. And basically like the person who's suffering is on the inside of that the middle of that circle. And then right around them is sort of their first tier family members and the people who are closest to them. And then outside of that is like their general larger community. The ring theory. There it is. And, and what it, what it, what it basically says is comfort goes in comfort and care goes in into the circle know where you are in the circle mm-hmm. and 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 behave accordingly in other words the person who is the center of the circle in this case megan markle it is not her responsibility to guide the people outside of her in the circles on how to manage her hers is to receive comfort and care from others and everybody on the outside of the circle, comfort goes in. The people in the community give, can give comfort to both the people on the outside, the, the first ring circle, and the victim, or the person who's suffering. The people in the middle, in that middle circle, who are right around the person who is suffering, they can receive comfort from the outside of the circle, but they can't receive comfort from the inside of the circle. And what, what Thomas Markle is doing is not knowing where his place is in the circle mm-hmm. and not centering Megan in it. Yeah, you're yeah, you're exactly right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to talk with our friend Elizabeth Reese. We're going to get all the dirt straight from Hollywood and probably Great Britain on My Talk 1071.
0: This, this is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert,
1: dirt alert. Dirt alert, dirt alert. The beautiful Elizabeth Reese is here, and she's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi, you guys. Nice to be with you today.
3: And also with with you. (laughs) Thank you, friends. We can now commence our service. Let us. Uh, Yes. Yes. Okay, we're going to go across the pond first though. I knew it. I knew I it. I oh, knew it. You know where my mind is at this week. Mm-hmm. I just can't get enough. No, Everybody's all of us mind is all there. All of us are there. It's fascinating because I think this Meghan Markle and Harry interview, you know, you could say it's just two royals talking and it's not a big deal and that's fair. You can say that if you want. But there are also so many implications for like the everyday person and then also conversations about the relevance of these types of institutions going forward.
1: Well, yeah, and and themes that we should all be considering and talking about as a community anyway
3: for sure absolutely okay so a couple headlines for you today queen elizabeth is uh reportedly quizzing senior royals over harry and Meghan's racism claims so she is going to start privately talking with senior royals to find out who is the one who uh made comments to prince harry and voiced concerns to prince harry about the darkness of harry's child i want to just g- suggest a couple things yeah.
1: to the queen if that's possible <laughs> please do. um i think step one would be maybe give a call to harry and megan yeah and say mm-hmm. i would like to know who it is you know maybe quiz them first yeah about their experience um because theirs is going to be the authentic experience in this moment and uh, they're going to she's going to get to the answers a lot quicker if she goes to the source instead of trying to, like, launch
3: some investigation internally and make people fess up to the thing that just got exposed to the world. Well, here's what the son said, that sources told them that she will start individually confronting senior royals about the allegations, including Harry himself. Good. And um, and Harry was very clear to tell Oprah that neither the queen nor her husband, Philip, made the remark. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she's going to interview all of the other senior royals, uh, including Prince Charles. Oh, I wonder. Okay. Sorry. I'm <laughs> right. sorry. Oh, I you think that. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host
1: of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman.
3: If we're going to play the game, that's, you know, my money's on Charles. But another source is telling the Evening Standard saying that that goes against everything the Prince of Wales believes in, that he believes diversity is the strength of our society. And he's been very supportive. You know, he did walk Megan down the aisle and he did that in a moment when her father really sucked bad and he was like, I want to be. There for her. That was quite a moment. It, it was. And I don't want to take that away, but
1: I do want to say this. In issues of uh, how do I say this? It, it is possible that he can believe in diversity and uh, be supportive of Megan and still have allowed his implicit bias to come out of his mouth. Yeah. And that is uh, something to be examined within uh, all of our uh, private thoughts I think you're right too mm-hmm.
3: yeah because and, the, you we I mean we've all been raised in a certain system yes right? and, and so, it's
1: and you know it, it, it I wish that we would talk more openly about that so that people would understand that we are not always consistent right and that's an important thing to acknowledge I just don't think we're there quite yet
3: I hope that we will get there
1: well and that's why I wish that the queen here's my second message to the queen dear queen dear queen um I, f- I feel like some of these conversations should be have had out loud, because uh, I'm a broken record here. But they are poised in a position where they can really lead the national, the international conversation around mm-hmm. this. Yeah, and to bury it like they have buried so many things in the royal family. Maybe let's try doing something different this time. Yeah, that would be really
3: nice. Yeah. I did see an onion. But I live in a weird utopian society. (laughs) I saw an onion headline that was like, said it was something to the effect of like Meghan Markle concerned that her child will have the same like super pale. It was like Mm -hmm. something funny backwards about their skin tone, about the royal skin tone. Right. Being so sickly.
2: Well, and it kind (laughs) of speaks to the fact, your opinion on that speaks to, The royal family, the British royal family's attempt, perhaps in the past 10 to 20 years, to really up their PR game and what their position is within society at Mm -hmm. large. Mm -hmm. But then it's also like, yeah, they're interested in power and they're interested in money. Yeah. Because let us not forget that Mm -hmm. a lot of the money that they get is tax-free and they only pay the taxes because they're just so nice. Isn't that fascinating? You know, so there's that whole other angle in it, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, looking at their PR positioning, because you're totally right, Kelly. What a great opportunity to really address some of the uh, ills yeah. of that part of their institution. And I wish they would. I am skeptical that. They <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? It is Don't hold your I, breath.
3: And, you know, and it's very easy as Americans to go like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you let these people get away with not paying taxes. And, you know, want to know who our royal family is, guys? Giant corporations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's Don't plenty. Get me there's plenty. <laughs> there's plenty of hate to go around. If you want to go down that road, we can definitely go down there. Let's talk though. About... I've been actually trying to pull Holly off of that road <laughs> Sorry, all morning. Holly. No, it's all good. <laughs> you got another path for us to go yeah, down? <laughs> I do. Let's talk about Piers Morgan. This is another oh, interesting <laughs> one. I love it. You know, he is interestingly standing firm in his controversial remarks about mm-hmm. Meghan Markle following his departure from Good Morning Britain. And this is another such an interesting element of this story which is the royal family's relationship with the press which of course Harry and Meghan talked about that it's a mutually beneficial relationship and that it was to the family's benefit to sort of have Meghan be the sacrificial lamb taking all the heat and then everybody else was getting the good press. So for them at the time it felt like kind of a good deal. Pierce Morgan has long hated Meghan Markle oh, um, he's after got she got all kinds of access all to grind. kinds of weird issues with her. He um, made a lot of disparaging comments about her following the interview with Oprah. Uh, got quite the reaction. 41,000 complaints made to his network about his comments in particular that questioned Meghan's authenticity when it came to her mental health struggles. Um, and so he's Meghan so Markle. Gross.
1: Oh, he's so gross. Also uh,
3: made a formal complaint to ITV following. His comments, that's what People Magazine is reporting and other people are reporting. So, I don't have that for sure from Meghan Markle, but that's what's being reported. Mm -hmm. Page Six reported that, yeah. Here's what Piers Morgan tweeted on Monday. I said, I didn't believe Meghan Markle in her Oprah interview. I've had time to reflect on this opinion and I still don't. If you did, Okay. Freedom of speech is a hill I'm happy to die on. Thanks for all the love and hate. I'm off to spend more time with my opinions. And then he posted um, a photo of Sir Winston Churchill and a quote from him that said, some people's idea of free speech is that they are free to say what they like, But if anyone says anything back, that is an outrage. To which I say, Pierce Morgan, that's what you did. (laughs) You said your piece. And then your colleague, the weatherman, (sighs) called you out and said that he disagreed. And then you stomped off off like a baby. Like a toddler, my three-year-old can handle Ah. emotions better than that. I honestly,
1: and this is oh, I can't. This like fries me (laughs) to the core. He's so gross. And 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 oh, there is no, you are not a hero, Pierce Morgan. Don't, and don't do that thing where you find a quote that sounds
3: really good and be like, this is what I'm doing. Because it doesn't apply to it you doesn't. in this situation. Because you were the one that when someone talked back to you, you got outraged. And I'm
1: sorry, but I'm going to, like, if if you as a human being who's in our listening audience right now are like, G- go get him, Piers Morgan. No, you're gross. <laughs> oh, Examine
2: man. yourself. I get a, right with yourself. I have a theory that Piers Morgan is going to create some kind of, like, rogues gallery of trolls, and I just, I, no. I don't know if I can handle that. I'm sorry I got you guys so worked up. I oh, hope no. you can find some sort of sugary Elizabeth,
3: treat this afternoon. We started worked up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for
1: that dirt alert thanks friends hey when we come back on the colleen and bradley show we're gonna have a little fun we are gonna solve some mysteries and we do that in the form of blind items holly has selected for us a little blinded by the item after this on my talk 1071. thank you rob this is the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071. streaming live at my talk 1071com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainers on vacation holly roberts and i are here with you greetings our friend donna valentine has joined us Right. Hi. There she is because we are about to solve some mysteries and we do that in the form of blind items which Holly has selected for us in this segment we call Blinded by the
2: Item. Blinded by the Item. Oh, hot celebrity gossip mysteries to yes. solve. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Donna so down. Yeah, sorry, I was reaching for a piece of paper because oh, I got a deal to take uh, notes. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh, gather round. Get your pen and paper out. Okay. For our first celebrity gossip mystery, this. (laughs) Thank you. All right, I'll be over here. (laughs) This A list actress who recently departed a hit show is also about to be married for the third time. Did you know her first marriage ended with her husband at the time, catching her in a threesome with her <gasps> soon-to-be second husband, mm-hmm. and this award-winning what? actress who was also once a co-star. Oh my god. So, people to think about. Donna, you got your pen ready? Yep. A-list actress. A-list actress. Uh, the first husband is not so important. Okay. The second husband is important. Okay. And then we have to figure out an award-winning actress who was once a co-star. Ooh okay uh, a, a co-star of hers
1: yes, yes. Oh, okay dirty
2: birdie okay
1: so do we know that this person is about to get married
2: i think so okay mm-hmm. okay um, she's engaged i believe somebody who's okay. engaged okay all right and she recently departed a hit show now recently let's put that into context Thank that's you. within the past year okay
1: and her name is okay I'm I'm here. I got it. Ready? You do? I think I might. Oh, help a girl out. I wanna play. Um, I'm gonna say that it is Anna Ferris. Ooh. Ding.
0: Oh! <gasps> Colleen!
2: I'm sorry. Yeah! I just am
1: good. Okay.
2: Wow. Anna wow.
1: Ferris. Okay, so then her
0: husband at the time was Chris Pratt. Uh, no. Oh, maybe that was her second husband who she got busted in the threesome with. Oh.
3: Yeah.
0: oh, holy smokes. Do we know her first husband? No. Right.
1: He, well, He's a guy. He, he's, he's, a, a he, he's a dude. He's a dude. Okay. So she, okay. So she, sh, her husband at the time <laughs> caught her in bed with Chris Pratt. Yes. And this award-winning actress who was once a co-star.
2: Now I'm going with the comment section here Okay, on who that would be. Now I'll give you a hint. It was a co-star in a movie.
0: <gasps> Co-star of his or hers,
2: Anna Ferris. Okay, so
0: the only movies I really know of hers are like the stoner ones, like
2: House yeah. Bunny and Oh Donna. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, okay, House Bunny, House Bunny. Uh. Who's an award-winning actress who was featured in the movie The House Bunny? Award-winning. I can't even remember who was in that movie. There's I don't a think bunch I ever of it. It's I, a cute movie. The a House Bunny. Women.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Happy is another good one, by the okay. way. But we're focusing on House Bunny. Um, I. Th- there were a bunch of women of note. Um. Okay, uh, now I have to look at the
1: cast. I'm sorry, because yeah, I'm I'm yeah. never going to be. I'm not going to be helpful. I don't think I would get um, there either. Uh. Yeah. Kat the,
2: Denning's. Uh no. Okay. Uh, this person. Has won an Academy Award among oh. other among other accolades, and it's a girl person, a woman person. Yep, for okay. acting. Yep. Um, shoot, who's in that movie? Was know. in the House Bunny. Oh, I'm sorry,
1: Nicole Kidman, <laughs> Catherine McPhee?
2: She wishes she was an Oscar I know, winner. That's why no. I was
1: confused. Come Not
2: Rumor Willis. No, oh, mm. Colleen. I'm sorry. Looking at the cast list. Come on, there is one big name in the cast of the Emma house. Stone, but- oh, Emma Stone, Oh, my gosh. <gasps> oh, really? Okay, fill in the blank. <laughs> so, Anna Faris recently departed her hit show Mom. Mm-hmm. She's going to be married for the third time. But fun fact, did you know her first marriage ended when Anna Ferris's husband at the time caught her in a threesome with Chris Pratt and Emma Stone? Ooh. Whoa. Celebrity Gossip Mysteries. That's an
1: interesting place for your marriage to begin, also. Right? You know what I'm saying? No kidding. Like, that's... I don't know. I might need to talk to some people uh, with degrees about that. You know, and a lot of letters after their name? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Should we do another one? Let's do yes. it. Yes! Another Celebrity Gossip Mystery. Now, this one is confirmed. This foreign-born, barely-there celebrity... Says the former A-list actor she briefly hooked up with last year promised her $10,000, but didn't give her anything at all. Mm. She wanted to sell her story, but no tabloid was willing to meet her price. And she also thought she'd be able to have a yachting price boost because of the fling, but that didn't happen either. Foreign-born, barely-there celebrity. Yes. And also, let's think about the former A-list actor that she hooked up with. Oh, my God. No, forget it. Because we got it?
1: What? Yeah. Am am I on the right track? Is it
0: Oh,
2: foreign-born-barely
0: celebrity?
1: Yeah,
2: so I think, Colleen, you'll probably know this more than Donna, but this person broke up with their high-profile significant other and then had a series of... Ladies yeah. in his life. And yep. this is so one this of the ladies. this is Brian Austin
1: Green. Oh. And the, the gal person is uh, the woman who shares a name with the Gilligan's Island uh, actress.
0: Um, Marianne. No, Ginger. Oh. Um, Le- Tina, Pien- Tina, Tina Louise. Louise. Yes. Who is it? Who's the Louise? You said no, Tina Louise. N- that's her whole name. Oh, she has the same exact name. Yes. Okay. Oh. (laughs) And
1: she's like a
2: model, right? (laughs) Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Let's put him down Blake. So Tina Louise, the model from Australia, not Tina Louise, star of Gilligan's Island, Island, right? We have to make, (laughs) because the story would be much more fascinating if it actually was Tina Louise from Gilligan's Island. I would be
1: here for that story.
2: We digress. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Tina Louise says that she briefly hooked up last year with Brian Austin Green and that Brian Austin Green promised her $10,000, but Brian didn't give her anything at all. Mm. Tina Louise wanted to sell her story to the tabloids, but no one was willing to meet her price. Tina Louise also thought that she'd be able to have a yachting price boost because of the fling, but that didn't happen either. I
1: don't know why I just feel like there's probably not a whole lot of to that story to sell. Right. Like, I think we all just saw what it was. Yeah. It's like he broke up with his wife. He was hot and horny. He was trying out some people. Right. None of them really worked out. And then he started dating Sharna Burgess. And I just told the stories. Can somebody give me $10,000?
2: Who did you get tacos with, Colleen?
1: Well, he got tacos with both of them. Oh, that's right. Courtney what? Stodden that, and yes. you know, That's who I was trying yeah, to think he of. Courtney really Stodden loves tacos. <laughs> is what I learned.
0: It's so weird. I
1: mean, I don't know. Welcome to the tabloids. Like it's been a weird year, you guys. Um, you know, COVID uh, gave us some stories that we wouldn't normally have had. Um, There were some slow news days, and that's why we were focused on Brian Austin Green, who he was having tacos with. Yeah, Yeah,
2: I get it. It's Mm -hmm. just life, man. Yeah, just life. Another one? Sure. I was going to make a very inappropriate joke, so I'm going to move on to this next celebrity gossip mystery. Uh, This A-list celebrity, you either love or hate with no middle ground. Let it slip at dinner that she and her higher-on-the-list husband have been vaccinated. When asked how this was possible, she mumbled something and changed the subject. Ooh. Okay, we either love this person or hate this
1: person, and there's no middle ground.
2: Well, according to NT Lawyer, I feel okay. like there could definitely be room for meh opinions. Okay, and it's, and
1: it's a reality star?
2: Mm. Did you uh, say?
1: A celebrity. A celebrity, okay. Mm. I would classify
2: this person as a celebrity. I don't know if they've done legitimate reality work mm, okay, before i okay. can't speak to that okay so but they're famous and you know them okay they're famous and we know them yeah mm. why are they famous
0: because for celebrity yeah because they do stuff donna. i feel like if you told us who it
1: is or what they're famous for we'd be okay we'd, onto it is that am i right yeah where's that pen and paper donna i'm
0: working on it <laughs> love or hate this uh-huh. person they're famous mm-hmm. and they're, they're a celebrity and their husband. Can you, can you just go back a little Is their bit? husband a thing that we care about?
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And is also a celebrity? Yes. And a celebrity for doing something or not doing anything? They're a celebrity
2: because of their talent.
0: Okay. Oh, oh, so maybe. Okay. How about like a Chrissy? Chrissy oh. Teigen and John Legend. John Legend. Good job, Donna. Oh,
1: yeah! Donna, Woo! good job. Thanks. You get one of these. Yay, I'm very
2: excitable. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fill in that blank. So, Enti Lawyer says that Chrissy Teigen let it slip at dinner that she and John Legend have been vaccinated. But when asked how this was possible, she just mumbled something and changed the subject. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, sometimes yep. there are things that you wish you didn't share Mm -hmm. and then you get called on it Mm -hmm. and then you gotta figure out how to scoot backwards out of it. I
2: believe that there was a wise man named Kenny Rogers who once said you Mm -hmm. got to mm
1: -hmm. know when to hold him, know Mm -hmm. when to fold him, know when to walk away, know when to mumble something and Mm -hmm. change the subject.
3: (laughs) I believe were the original lyrics. Nailed Um, it. Yeah, a lot of people don't know Uh.
1: that. Donna Valentine, your services were much appreciated today. Thank you. And all day. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for showing up. We're going to have you do that again tomorrow. Okay. And then one more time this week on Friday. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I want to do a little red light, green light. (laughs) Um, We've had an announcement about a new stage musical. And I'm going to throw it all out there for you, and we'll figure out whether or not we should red light this or green light this. Ooh, ready
2: to kick and stretch Um, and shuffle ball change. I don't know if you will
1: be. I don't know if you will be. But we'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. (laughs) I'm Tony. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hunter! We've got our friend Rob. Yes. Pew. Rob is at the controls. Hello. And of course, you might be listening to us on the My Talk app. And if you're not, you should be. Why? Because you can win stuff. Lots of stuff. So much stuff, like real, actual stuff. Yeah. Starts with money, and then it ends with other big stuff. And
2: (laughs) money. Could very well be. That's right, because it's a $10,000 Pick Your Prize contest right now. We're uh, 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 going to... Announce Wait, Holly gets so excited she can't make the words because I would love to win this and I want right? everyone to win this and it's just like shooting good vibes out in the universe but you only can get those vibes if you're registered on the app. We're going to be announcing another $100 winner at 5:20 this afternoon. We're announcing them at 8:20 and 5:20. If you are one of those people that gets announced as a $100 winner, then you are entered to win the grand prize which could be basically your pick. Of a bunch of cool prizes. Yeah, like a vacation. Or like a shopping spree. Or like a sea I um, mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. so many cool things. Uh, so you definitely want to download that app and listen to us on the app. Uh, and it's so easy. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Go now. Now, I do actually want to ask a question. Yeah. Having nothing to do with the app. Um, sometimes we hear about a project that's happening and we think to ourselves, Hmm. What? And then we ask each other, would we have red lighted this or green lighted this lit? Okay. Did you watch The Queen's Gambit, Holly? I did not. On Netflix? Okay, but you know it like basically swept the nation. Yeah, it was a sensation for sure. And everybody was talking about it for a hot minute. You know, and it still is good, right? Like it's been up for all kinds of awards. We will be continuing to see... The Queen's Gambit uh, up for awards through awards season. This, of course, is a, a TV, it's a series, a limited series for Netflix that's based on the Walter Tevis novel, The Queen's Gambit. It is the story of Beth Harmon, who is an orphan, who discovers... That she is this amazing uh, chess player, but uh, in in her discovery of chess, she also struggles with addiction, family issues, um, etc. So there's drama. So much drama. And you watched this, Colleen. Watched it. Super loved it. Right. Super loved it. Now, let me describe to you the problem with the world we live in. Such as? One of them. Mm-hmm. Is that we can't just allow something to be good. If something is good, we have to do it over and over and over again
2: to death. Oh, yeah. Just whittle it down yes. to its essence until it just blows away like dust in the wind, dude. It's so true. Okay, so you already kind of know my opinion a little bit now when I say that. Well, thank that. you for sharing that.
1: appreciate it. Because the Queen's Gambit, it was announced yesterday by a Variety... The Queen's Gambit will be now turned into a stage musical.
0: Oh,
2: boy. Yeah. Um, Any thoughts on that? (laughs) Well, I have to ask you the question, Colleen, because I didn't watch The Queen's Gambit because I was tired. Yeah. And I had Pluto TV and YouTube clips to watch. Right. Thank you. I hear you. But a lot of people watch The Queen's Gambit. My first question would be to you, is the drama in The Queen's Gambit readily translatable into the medium of musical theater? Like, is there, like would, it, would we be singing like, just doesn't make sense. Yeah. does it make sense. I mean, we're going to have groovy costumes. I know it's set in the 1960s. So visually, there's an opportunity to have some fun. But other than that. Well, I think that that, that's the
1: point. Like the point you just made is the reason why I think people think it will translate well to the stage. Right. Because the eras that it exists in are um, ripe and ready for um, the musical treatment. You know, a little. um, What's the word? Not not um they're they they themselves will be a character sure the
2: era will be a character Yeah, people will want to go and see the groovy uh, costumes and, and outfits and things like that yeah
1: um i don't know see listen here's the thing about musicals is really truly anything can be a musical right like I've I've seen everything from dramatic mu- musicals to comedy musicals. I've seen rock operas. I've seen, you know, it no. all exists. There's a place for all of it. I guess for me, the best musicals that I enjoy
2: originated as musicals. They weren't adapted to be musicals. So what you're saying is... You didn't appreciate Andrew Lloyd Webber turning T.S. Eliot cat poems Thank you into a stage musical Thank experience. You.
1: Actually, I di- I didn't I didn't appreciate that, but that's not necessarily why. Like going from straight from a book to a stage musical, I don't have that's not it's more the like we already ran it through the TV or movie filter and now we're going to make it a musical on the stage. I'm just saying sister act. I'm just saying um, Dirty Dancing. I'm just saying that there have been a number of these musicals that are based on a TV show that was super popular, and then they put it on stage in a musical form, and you're like, I don't know.
2: Do I need... Well, right, because then the question that you're asking about the Queen's Gambit being turned into a musical is, does this story... In, get enhanced yeah, is by, it enhanced yeah. by the music? Is it, is it enhanced by telling the story in this format? And
1: I feel like, no, it won't be. Like, we've heard the story. I don't need it in another format, right? Or if I... Do, like, I already have it in a book. If I want to go there, oh, I can do that. that. Mm-hmm. I have that. Mm-hmm. If I want to see it on the screen, I can watch it on my Netflix. Do I need it in a rock opera? No, not really. I don't know that I do. Um It, it just... There's like this... uh There's like, um, we're just losing our creativity. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. Like, here, like, oh. Yeah, look, I don't have time to explain it. We don't need to keep regurgitating the same stories in different formats. Yeah, it's not like it's my
2: cat. It's not like we're the cat. Right. And then then we throw up on the carpet, and then we look, ooh. Okay, Holly, don't even say it. (laughs) That looks enticing. Might I suggest, if you are looking for a chess-centric musical, go and check out Chess (laughs) It literally exists There's a musical called Chess Chess. Written by the music By the Abba guys And it's it's a musical
1: So we don't need to do it again When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show Here is the question What are the phrases that need to go by Forever Goodbye 651-641-1071
3: Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search